and, and I feel this more and more as I get older is that I often think I'm writing about one thing and then yeah. I'm actually maybe writing about that one thing, but also various other things as well. Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. Hey everyone, it's James. I'm very happy that I was able to reconnect with Roz Raskin for an episode focused on the new Nova One album, Create Myself. In our conversation, we cover what their experience was like making this album, especially with the hurdles that the pandemic created. Plus, we cover the urge to explore new sounds as an artist, and the amount of attention that went into each part of the production. We also discuss their custom Holcomb guitar, and the creative choices made for this album's design pieces. Create Myself is available on March 31st via Community Records, and you can order it now at ilovenova1.com and communityrecords.org. Enjoy the album and enjoy the episode. So yes, so I started recording these new songs in December of 2020, I think. So I'm trying to make sure I have my dates right and I really should get that more exact. Also, if you hear little toenails on the ground, it's my little dog, my little oh. Chihuahua mix, Violet. Sounds <laughs> good. I <I'm> mind. <laughs> I don't know if she'll pop up. Sometimes yeah. she wants to be in my lap. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, and I started writing that fall, but was really, I mean, writing a lot in and out of uh, that first uh, year of COVID. And mm -hmm. uh, I recorded it at Big Nice Studio in Lincoln, Rhode Island uh, with my co-producers, Bradford Krieger and James Parker. Chase Parker mm -hmm. also plays in the live band of Nova One frequently. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I love that studio. I love those people. We, I've, I've made all of the Nova One recordings with them at this point. Yeah. So they've also been a big part of the evolution of Nova One. Yeah, yeah. And with that, I mean, I know that when we spoke before, you talked about even the the start of Nova One wanting to, um, you know, kind of create this, you know from your own mind, you know, like you wanted to like play drums on stuff. You wanted to produce everything. Um, how have you seen that change over time? Cause obviously, yeah, like you just mentioned, you know, Bradford and, and James are, you know, co-producers on this. Uh, like, has it become uh, more uh, collaborative in a sense, even with that, that smaller group, or is it still um, coming a lot from you, you know, where you're like writing the drum parts and having, you know, Casey Belial execute them in, in that fashion. So Oh, Casey Belial. Yeah, Casey <laughs> plays quite a bit of drums on the album. Uh, actually, Bradford does, and also James does too. Oh, okay. Um, so it's a so it's a big it's a big hodgepodge of people. I mean, it's really it's there was a core group of people that played. So it was Bradford, James, Casey uh, Belial, and Emily Dix Thomas, who also mm -hmm. plays in our live band as uh, as the bassist. They played some cello and it also did uh a bunch of back up vocals too oh, okay uh and then and then my friend um and jimily also did some backup vocals on uh dangerous oh cool cool yeah um but yeah so in terms of the the production piece of it i would say that this time around it was i mean i always come with the arrangements uh-huh but i but i felt some flexibility in the recording of them. And to be honest, it was pretty challenging uh, in terms of having all of us in there wanting to make the best decisions we could for the record. And I asked for that to happen. You know, I wanted it to feel a little bit more flexible than it had in uh -huh. the past, but that is too many cooks. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. so 
and you know, there's pros and cons to that. So it was definitely intense at times to be mm-hmm. trying to be decisive about things when I think we've all grown quite a bit as musicians and artists and what we want and what we think are the right risks to take and what uh, what things about the project seem like they should not change too dramatically, but I don't know, stay sort of in a realm that I think the band lives in for me sonically. So it's Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, there's, there's tough calls to make, especially when you're trying to make something new. And Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, there's so many artists who feel really comfortable making a lot of the same thing over and over again. And this is not even me that there's no hate to that. I think that there's something really beautiful about staying in, in a lane that you feel really comfortable in. Maybe you, that's just the music that you always want to be making. And I think for this album, I was thinking I wanted to break out a bit, um, so it's definitely like a little bit more grittier. There's like a little bit more distortion yeah, on yeah. everything. Um, and, but, you know, in this, in this Nova one way, it's all minimal changes all uh-huh. across the board. Um, but yeah, so, so it was, it was a really big growing experience for me, a big learning experience uh, that I wouldn't trade, um, but it was definitely one of the tougher recording experiences I've had in that, I mean, all of us were going through all the things that everyone was going through during all these years of COVID ongoing, right? So the pandemic's obviously still here. So we've all been radically changed, I think. And so all of the, all of the things that went into, um, yeah, this, this tough period, uh, Mm -hmm. I think are reflected in the songs and I, in, in, I think a cool way, but yeah yeah and how was it like actually executed you know uh like writing and and recording this during that that time period were you able to uh you know rehearse with different people were you just demoing stuff and then having them come in on a you know more solo basis you know like i mean obviously you've have a long relationship with with bradford and and big nice and you know are, are comfortable there but like what was it actually like like recording this and how was it done yeah, so so James and I were in isolation together. Mm-hmm. So he's an engineer and and a and, okay, a, yeah, yeah. and a producer, obviously, um, and he plays a little bit of everything. So he mm-hmm. was helping me to demo uh, quite a few of the songs in the early part of the process, and even really throughout. Um, so he and I were able to be in the space together. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. And and creating together, but I think the first couple sessions uh that we did uh we had some distancing and masking going on um and then that i'm forgetting exactly how that happened but depending on where things were at in the pandemic we just followed really the protocol of what was happening mm-hmm. um at the time mm-hmm. so uh yeah which is interesting because you have to communicate in a different way yeah when, yeah. when you can't uh, it something that has been challenging for me is reading people's faces with the Mm -hmm. masks on. And I, and I also love the masks, like regardless of the health benefits of them, you know, I love being incognito going out as much as I can. If I throw my pink hair up in a hat, so, um, so yeah. So I think that that can be confusing and disorienting Mm -hmm. and you're just trying to, because like so much of what we're doing is so emotional. Yeah, exactly. So to try to read someone's intention and then there's so much that we grasp just from the tone of someone's voice. I mean, you don't see that tied to a full picture of someone's face. I mean, creatively it's, yeah, it's a wild experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Violet Settle, oh, my little dog. Oh my gosh, she's driving me up the wall with her little barks today. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, with this being recorded quite a while ago, like to release date now, um, have there been any 
changes that happened over that time like you know not just even with the recordings but like having that much time to like think about this record where they're like track listing shifts or you know that that urge to like oh i can maybe add this extra part one more time i'm going to try to get back or, or was it like a pretty thought out record like concept wise and and everything like that that you kind of knew what you were looking to achieve so i would say it was something that definitely was started off in a place that I thought I was kind of making one thing and then and then it just you know changed um depending on the time period that the songs were written. But I think mm -hmm. ultimately I was sort of coming from a place of thinking about something that I frequently think about when writing, which is sort of this like human universe connection. Mm -hmm. And so, and so I think that what ended up happening was I was realizing that I was writing a lot of songs from a place of talking to a younger version of myself or several different younger versions of myself mm -hmm. over time. Um, and so, so yeah. And, and then, and then it was also written really over a year and a half. So I think that now like that that perspective that I have now of speaking to a younger version of myself is a more recent realization. Okay. So I think that when I and and I feel this more and more as I get older, is that I often think I'm writing about one thing and then yeah. I'm actually maybe writing about that one thing, but also various other things as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh so yeah, so I think that yeah, it's hard sometimes to pinpoint one thing exactly, but I would say that a lot of those bits are in there. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that's uh, what kind of lends to the the album title as well, the uh like talking to your younger self, is that what you Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah, well because that that title in particular uh I don't, I don't know if this is something that other people identify with, but when I was a young person, I was very shy and I was just very quiet, which a lot of people don't believe now when they meet me. They're like, there's no way in hell that's actually the way you ever were. Um, but so I, so I think that for years I thought that it would just be so cool to picture myself as mm -hmm. as an older person who was independent who had like an independent life who had an apartment who had pink hair who you know like I could make all these decisions for myself and so I think I spent a lot of years feeling like I was waiting to okay. have the opportunity to like be who I really wanted to be yeah um and then and then even in that time too, you know, processing a lot of things about, you know, being like a young person who was a, cl a closeted queer person. Um, mm -hmm. And now seeing that from where I am now. Um, yeah. And so processing that and doing some healing uh, around that. So yeah, writing is, is so wild and interesting and, beautiful in that way yeah absolutely uh i mean it's wonderful that you're able to um yeah you know process these things in that in that way you know that's even beyond me as as a musician that i play drums but i've just never been a songwriter so a lot of those other things are not um something that are you know as uh actualized are you know easily on my fingertips to just kind of be able to put it out and you know song so it's 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 wonderful and i'm sure that you're just going to help and, and touch a lot of people with this stuff as well. Um, uh, so. yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, um, you kind of mentioned a little bit of like the, the variation in sounds, the evolution. Is there anything that you kind of want to shout out of this record? Um, like new places that you went that were really, uh, fun or scary and adventurous or whatever else of like a, you know, a different sound, uh, that, that people might be able to, uh, to hear when they get this record? Sure. Well, I would say something that feels important to note is that there were 
I'm forgetting exactly how many songs, but there were other songs that were written for this album that didn't make the record. Mm -hmm. So, and some of them didn't really even fully come to fruition. So those are sort of sitting in a, in a place of "Hmm, what might happen for those (laughs) songs, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then one of them, um, you were right, came out as a seven inch with Tor Johnson this past year. So that was a B side. Um, but that actually, it came out for anybody that doesn't know what that release was like. It was a very limited release that, uh, those songs aren't even fully public yet. So I'll, I'll be releasing that track in the later spring, uh, Mm -hmm. after the album's out, um, but in terms of like cool sonic changes, um, I think one thing that sticks out in my mind is originally when we first started thinking about this album, I thought I really want to see this idea realized that I've wanted to do forever, which is sampling planetary sounds. So, okay. What is a planetary sound? So, so like Kepler telescopes and also oh, okay. telescopes have recorded frequencies coming off of planets. Oh, wow. Okay. And so, and so like, for example, um, on the first track of the album, and I can send you an advance listen of the album too, so you can get a sense of this stuff. But uh, on the first track, uh, it starts with the sound of the sun as a okay. synthesizer. All right. So Brad, awesome. so 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 Bradford created this synth out of those recorded sounds, mm-hmm. and then was able to play them through the track. Wow. Okay. It's almost kind of like transposing what this may be, and then just, uh, or is it that like so? Just the frequencies of of what that is coming off, and just saying, all right, this is going to be like sonically in a in a synthesizer. Wow. All right. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. Incredible. Yes. So he's the, yeah he's. <laughs> You know, uh, I mean, he's got an amazing brain, but yeah, he was able to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so there's other pieces of that on the album, but a, a future goal of mine would be to make a record where every song has a bit of uh, a frequency of one of the planets. Oh, okay. So that's, you know, for another time, perhaps. Yeah. Will yeah. you include Pluto? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Oh, Pluto. Because yeah. Pluto, <laughs> well, what is Pluto defined as now? I think it's like a dwarf something or I don't know. It got, it got downgraded from a planet to like a, I don't know. Dwarf I guess planet? I, maybe or something. See, this oh, is when my so this is when my, my joke st- my joke backfires. You're like, I didn't know you were gonna call me out on it, Rod. I, <laughs> I didn't know you were gonna yeah. call me out on yeah. it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, wow, well, we we'll, both we'll are... research it and then we'll find out how many tracks are going to be on the album. So if you want more <laughs> Nova One songs, then hurry up and make sure that it's a planet. You know. So uh, right, right. Well, yeah. well, and maybe the secret track will be Pluto. Ah, there you go. I've been digging all that stuff kind of going back in the day of uh, like hidden tracks and stuff like that. So yeah, that's I love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You like feel like, you know, something special, you know, that maybe other people haven't dug into just yet. Yeah. Especially with, with tapes, you know, I know that you put out tapes with self love records, but able to do that. um, Like I did that with the, the latest toadstool album. There's a, a hidden track on there. I got to wait like a minute after the end and it just comes on. And yeah, it's uh, so sick. Keep that in yeah. mind for, um, you know, any of your other releases that are coming up. So, but uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that we, um, we've talked about actually. Yes. Yeah. 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 I was, I was, I was talking to an artist about doing something similar to that or just having some general unreleased material. Mm-hmm kind of dangling at the end of yeah you know what I mean? it's fun yeah, yeah like just a quick aside like mopes who was on strange famous records prolific who you know obviously um uh did that on on his uh, tape release as well like i've listened to the album all the time and then i have the cassette and this other song came on and i was like what is that you know like and i just 
rewound it and it was just like this cool little Easter egg. So, but um, yes, Easter egg. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, with regard to create myself and I guess just generally everything that you do uh, with, with Nova one, like it sounds like you have such an attention for detail with the sounds and like everything is like super crisp um, as a drummer it sounds so on point uh like just the the snare sounds sound exactly like to me what a snare that snare sound should be in that song like it's not uh like pitched too high like it just it sits in the right place like so i just have that question of like how much goes into that is it is there like a, a lot of thought that goes into those particular songs to make sure that everything sonically is like in a good place um or has it just been your just all brilliant and it just is good from the starts and you know what uh uh or yeah um just because gotta, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i would say that there's a lot of thought that goes into that i mean um brad and james are just really uh wizards when it comes to the details mm-hmm. of things like that like specifically drums um yeah they just really knocked it out of the park and then casey followed a lot of direction from Brad and just mm-hmm. you know some some ideas that me, Brad and James had decided were the follow through and the Casey came in to make that happen. Uh, yeah. You know, he's, he's like a, he's like a drum assassin or something, you know, he's like, <laughs> what do you need from me? I'll do it. Yeah. He's like um, Hitman, or a, you know, <laughs> right, Hitman, right, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. we've had him come in last minute for tracks before. Mm-hmm that just so happened that, you know, the stars aligned that he happened to be around. Um, like he, yeah. he, he did that for a track on lovable. There's a song on lovable called somebody mm-hmm. and it's, and it has just this particular finesse. Yeah. Yeah. That is necessary. And he came in and just, you know, just knocked it out. <laughs> um, yeah. And so but yeah, but then it also has his style in there too. So I think that mm-hmm. the songs, I think what has been really fun for me in Nova One is there's a lot of people that come in and out of the project. And for anybody that's not familiar with it, like the band essentially works as a collective of players that I um, lead. Mm-hmm. So, you know, cause I'm obviously writing the material and I'm like visualizing everything, but what's really fun in terms of the recordings and playing live is there's frequently different people playing within, within the, the written parts, but there are also, I, I really enjoy people doing, you know, their thing with yeah. the parts. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's very much Casey Belial playing on dangerous, you know? Um, yeah. And so, so yeah, but there is a lot of thought that goes into all those bits and pieces. And I think that uh, I feel lucky to be able to work with people like Brad and James that uh, are very focused on what might feel like minutia to other people that is just Mm -hmm. like really essential to making um, these songs what they are.
something that we did on this album that was way more focused than it had been in past recordings was James was the vocal producer on the album. So he, so he and I spent hours and hours recording vocals. And so layers and layers you might hear, I mean, on a lot of the tracks on the album, there's layers and layers of harmonies and low harmonies Uh and higher harmonies. And uh, we were so detailed with those things. And James is really good at that process because he's Uh so incredibly patient. (laughs) Um, And even when I'm not as patient. uh, And so... I'm Why really, were you like, that's good enough. I did right, it. Yeah. Right, right. I said the words. Yeah. Well, well, you know, I think I think maybe in the past I would be a little bit more like that, but I think I've yeah. actually become more I think I've learned a lot from him. Yeah. Yeah. About 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 that. And uh I mean sometimes it can, you know, drive you up the wall, like how focused you can get on some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think hearing the tracks back now, it really uh, feels special, the amount of Mm -hmm. time that we put into that. Mm -hmm. And was it to like get the quote unquote perfect take or was it to get like a lot of these layers and to combine them or was it a mixture of both or um, like what was the the, like theory behind uh, so much of that? Yeah, well, well, I think that so the perfect take is an interesting concept because it's it's something different to everybody, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like for example, um, another moment that had uh, a really uh, big conversation around it in terms of vocal stuff was actually on the last album on the song lovable. There's a note that I sing after the bridge Mm -hmm. and it's like maybe one of the most intense feeling notes on that album. Mm-hmm. And we were and we were going through maybe three takes of it, all of us trying to decide what was the most effective. Ah, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Like things like that. Like what? Yeah. Like they were all within good pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of moments like that on this album, even more so of sort of like, okay, so the pitch is there, but is the approach what we want it to be, and is the feeling there enough? Yeah. It's yeah. like, we're like chopping things into bits and pieces, you know yeah, what I mean? So, yeah. and I, and there's, I think that that process is so magical to me to be able to, uh, yeah. Bring the fine tooth comb in and then really, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Make it work the way you want it to. And, mm-hmm. and there's like some tracks, like there's a track on, on the, on the newest album. That's about my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And I had to take the vocals for that a couple different times in different sessions because I was crying through a lot of it. Oh, so yeah. I was, so, you know, having to take breaks and trying to figure out what of that is usable because like, mm-hmm. you know, as much as it feels genuine and authentic in the moment to me to be sobbing over a track and like does not uh translate to 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 the to the listener if i'm just like sobbing through a song yeah so uh trying to figure out like what moments are working and what moments are not and yeah what's um anyway yeah so i could go on all day about it really Yeah. (laughs) yeah no but that's really interesting to to hear um and yeah, definitely want to listen back with a you know a different set of ears to this album that you know lovable that I've heard, and then with the new album create myself. And um, but yeah, I mean, you talked a little bit about some of the like aesthetics of of this as well. And I know that Rich Ferry did the cover photo, who's someone that you've worked with quite a bit uh, with photography and has done some videos for you. Um, can you talk about? working with with him and his work and you know um just like some of the overall um you know artistic uh concepts that went into create myself yeah for sure yes so that so yeah i've been sort of obsessed with that particular photo that we're using (laughs) for the album artwork um for a couple different reasons one is i love how jewish my nose looks i love that i just look so (laughs) semantic in it um 
and I, and I think that's like a part of my own self-love journey is mm-hmm. like, that's, you know, people get nose jobs on noses like mine, you know, and like to be able to come to like really love my face mm-hmm. um, has been a journey in itself. So to have a photo on a cover that I probably would have never ever okayed in my life, you know, 10 years ago, you know, feels like Mm -hmm. my own personal accomplishment in accepting who I am, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And uh, yeah, I love Rich so much. Uh, We have, yeah. um, And and actually, so the, the creative relationship that I have with Rich Ferry is also with someone named Jared Blinkhorn, who is a very old friend of Riches, who has worked on all of these projects with us mm-hmm. too, as like the third, almost you know, quiet uh, person in the mix. Um, yeah. Although I wouldn't say he's a quiet guy by any means. Um, <laughs> but so, but he has absolutely been a big part of like the video that we did for Your Girl, which was the mm-hmm. first music video that we did, and then. Violet Dreams, and even even before that, with the rice cakes, um, I did a video with them, uh, which was one of the first really special ones for me because it was this pure collaboration where I had this concept and was helping to direct the process. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, so Rich has been has been there since the beginning in terms of. Uh, um, capturing the development of the aesthetic of the mm-hmm. band, and actually in the Your Girl video, it, it's the, it's the first time that the costumes of Nova One were debuted, yeah. uh, and and then it was soon after that that I decided that it would be fun for us just to to wear them just live just to the stay with the peach wigs and the black uh, you know clothes, you know, and yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so, yeah, and then he and I have a possible other creation in the works too. We'll see what happens. Um, but but for but for this release, I also I put out um, I guess almost like a mini music video for this for the song "Dangerous" that was filmed by my friend Erica Sutherland, who is a filmmaker mm-hmm. and and a musician and uh, uh, just one one of my dear friends, a really really mm-hmm. amazing creative person. So. Um, and she also made a music video for a song called Feeling Ugly that was uh, from the last album, too. So mm-hmm. she and I have worked together before. And, yeah, I love her. Yeah, I love her brain. So, nice. um, but yeah. Are there any other, like, video, uh, music videos on the the horizon for this album? Yes. Yeah, so there are, I, there are some things that I... I you know I don't want to say too much because we'll yeah. see what happens, but yeah, yeah, but there's um but there will be there will be some other things. Cool. I figured so. You're very good at doing all of that stuff. So oh, thank you. <laughs> it's it's fun for me. It really is yeah, such, uh, yeah. it's it's such an exciting like I I at some point in my life I will dedicate more time to film. Mm-hmm. It's so it's I'm I'm someone who really enjoys watching film. I I just did yeah. the whole process. I think editing is, you know, yeah, it just all lighting. Oh, yeah. nice. It's just the coolest, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see what else you got. Um Thank you. But yeah, also kind of in that that realm, uh, you know, you worked with Rich on a Holcomb guitar video project, your episode one. So I kind of wanted to talk about your guitar, you know, like you have a custom, uh, Holcomb guitar, which is made in Rhode Island. Correct. By, uh, is it Nick is the, is yes. the owner. Correct. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? And then, um, yeah, just how much that plays overall into your, your sound. Yeah. Well, so Nick, uh, Nick Holcomb, I love him. Um, yeah. So he wrote to me, uh, I guess it would have been in 2016 or 17 uh, about building me a guitar completely oh, out wow. of the blue. Um, and actually at, at the time, and I would have to ask him, but I wasn't even playing all that much guitar live. I was sometimes playing and I have played for years, but 
mm-hmm. it wasn't a big part of Roz and the Rice Cakes in particular. Um, yeah, and for yeah. anybody that doesn't that doesn't know that project, I played keys primarily in that mm-hmm. band. So it was definitely an unexpected prompt. And I yeah. also thought that maybe it was a joke for a second because I was like, why would someone want to make me a guitar? Like, it doesn't really <laughs> make sense. I'm not like a guitar yeah, person yeah. per se. Um, <laughs> and so we met up and and we chatted and it was real. And, and we had a bunch of uh, meetings about it and shared uh, – a lot of different ideas about what it could look like and sound like. And he was very open to me um, guiding a bit of that process too. And that I was saying, you know, that if this is, I very much said, you know, if this is something I'm going to play live, like if this is going to be my guitar, you know, I would love to be able to have it represent me in the ways that I want it to, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you're open to that and having that be collaborative. So I think that, yeah, I I think I think a big part of my life over like the last six years or so has been realizing how much involvement I have to have in everything that it is that I'm making. So okay. like so like for years I would, you know, throw to somebody else to direct a video or throw to mm-hmm. somebody else to do this or to do that and there is so much value in that and i am a big fan of so many artists that i've worked with over the years and seeing their standalone vision mm-hmm. is really special in itself but i think with everything related to nova one for the most part i feel like it has to have some bit of me in it to have it make sense for me to like really push it and mm-hmm. be and be walking the walk with it, you know, and be really proud of the thing that I'm making. If it's yeah. if it's in relation to the music that I'm making, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so Nick was so great about um mm-hmm. sending me all the different sketches of things, and I sent him a bunch of guitars that I really loved from uh-huh. over the years and talked a lot about the sound and yeah. And it's, and it's become such a big part of the Nova one sound to me. Yeah. So I, yeah. so I wrote a lot of the, I've, I've written a lot of the songs for the band on that guitar mm-hmm. recorded on every album with that guitar at some point, although I've used different guitars at um, big nice studio too, but um, yeah, it's like my, ugh, I, I honestly love it so much and I am a little scared to bring it on the road because I love it so much. So I'm trying to figure out a second guitar because it's really like, just, it's annoying how special it is. to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I hear you. I could, I could only imagine of just having that, of just being caught between of like, this is really important to my sound, but if someone just, you know, bumps it off the stage or something like that, then <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> or like, or like, God forbid, you know, shit stolen out of my car oh my and like, and, and I'm, and, and I am, you know, I'm a big advocate of taking everything out of the van yeah, um, of that kind of value at the end of the night. Um, so I'm really good about that. So I'm not so much nervous about that part of it, but you know, you just never know. So yeah. Yeah. But then but, but then you also can't live in fear, right? So like yeah. <laughs> I don't What know. do we do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it it definitely feels yeah, a little freaky, a little delicate, but Yeah. 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 Well, uh I don't want to let you go before we talk about Hot Boys since oh, right. I keep dropping the ball uh on not talking about Hot Boys. So that is a band that you were in with Sarah Greenwell and Kate Jones. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that? And um, like, yeah, just how that band came together uh, and and everything about that. Yes. Yeah, so that band was very much foundational in terms of so much of the person that I think I've become and mm-hmm. the kind of writing that I do. And a lot of Nova one songs were written um, around that period of time. Like we workshopped a lot of stuff together 
in mm-hmm. that band. So we, so I was living in an apartment on the West End here in Providence, and mm-hmm. a bunch of my roommates moved out onto different things to different schools and stuff like that. And so we had a bunch of open space in this apartment and I ran into Sarah who I've known for years, but never knew particularly well. Like she and I I were by no means good friends Mm -hmm. um, when we reconnected and she jokingly said to me at a bar, like, Hey, you want to live together? And I was like, (laughs) Whoa, um, maybe. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so she came and checked out the apartment and that was it. So she started living with me. And then soon after that, Kate Jones was looking for a new place. And Mm -hmm. then that worked out. And so the three of us, like I knew Kate from playing some shows with her in the same way that I knew Sarah, but you know, we weren't hanging out at all. And we became incredibly close. And it was, it was one of the highlights of my life. I think, uh, in terms of not only just like the friendships, but um, they're both really, really gifted writers mm-hmm. and, and really exceptional singers, harmonizers. And so, you know, we were, there was this attic space that I actually used to throw some shows at. I don't know if you would have come to the, one of them at some oh, yeah. point, but um, but we, so that was my studio space that I shared with a couple of other artists. And so we would practice there mm-hmm. uh, and the acoustics in there are stunning. So cool. you have yeah, that yeah. too. So I have like a lot of demo recordings of us practicing things in there. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, we all wrote for that and it was just a really, yeah, incredible experience mm-hmm. um, being in that band together, playing shows together and yeah, they're both um, two of my my best buddies still, uh, and 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 they're both putting out amazing music, yeah. Right now, continuing to do that right now, yeah. I, I admire both of them, love them both so much. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, thank you for sharing that. I just uh, I'm glad that we got to at least shout it out. Um, cause, yeah, it was a cool project and reunion. Yes. Reunion, Roz? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I we talk about it every now and then. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, it would be, yeah. It, it, I mean, sometimes I think about that band and I'm yeah. like, it was just so sick. It was yeah. just so rad. It was, there was a, t- it was a time and a place that just everything came together in this mm-hmm. way that like could never be replicated. It was really yeah wow nice nice good good people I, I i feel so lucky to have yeah brought them both into that house at the same time it was it was uh yes just the best nice yeah it's cool sometimes looking back and just seeing those like if you want to call it serendipitous moments where things just kind of click and they just help you know bring you to like another level or just you know um yeah just it's wonderful and uh, it's it's cool to hear that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're heading out on tour with Boy Scott and um, have a series of dates uh, ending with a release show here in Providence at the Columbus Theater. Um, yeah, can you talk a little bit about what you're looking forward to with that? Um, and uh, and then yeah, even just a little bit more of what's going on with the release show. Anything special you've got planned there? Yeah. So let's see. So. Uh, I'm really excited to get back on the road. I haven't done a string of dates uh, quite like this since before COVID. Mm-hmm. So it'll be really fun to get in the van with everybody and go city to city. I love traveling. I love touring. Yeah, Boy, Boy Scott is, uh, they're just really, really sweet, lovely mm-hmm. people and have been really fun to organize the tour with they've done the majority of that organizing and are really kind to bring us along for the ride. Uh And I, I like their music a lot. I think they're a very cool band. I'm excited to hear them play every night. And Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. And and then we're hitting some new cities for us. Oh, Um, nice! Like we were supposed to play in Burlington the winter of 2020 and that show got canceled because of a blizzard. Uh, Sounds about right. 
Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And actually, I'll say that the show wasn't canceled, but we couldn't make it because of the weather. So they ended up having the show. Uh, the Vermonters were like, what's going on? You know, like they take right. snowmobiles there or whatever. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not going to make it. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, like Troy, New York, we haven't been to. Oh, nice. uh, there's a few other places on there um, that will be fun and new for us. Um, and then at the Columbus, do we have anything special planned? Well, I suppose you'll have to see. Ah, hmm. You've been at this a while, Roz. You know how to tease people, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> tickets are available now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually I should bring up because some of the shows are sold out uh, on this tour. So if you've right. been sleeping on uh, getting tickets, you should go get them for any of the other dates. If you're in the cities, you know, check out um, ilovenova1.com for uh, some of the tour dates um, or anywhere on the internet, on Instagram and everywhere else um but yeah get tickets to the columbus show that is with lady pills as well correct yes yeah. yes they're great nice um yeah and if we haven't said it the new album create myself is uh available now for pre-order you have uh, a few different variations on vinyl uh one of them is actually already sold out as well but you still have some left um, and the other variants, um, and available digitally. So, um, yeah, what's the best place for people to go and pick that up or, um, any of the other things that they need to know about how they can support you and, uh, this record? Yeah, I would say that. So, yes. Yeah, so, uh, just going to, I love one.com gets you to all the places. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, following Nova One on Bandcamp. I think we're Nova One, Nova One.bandcamp.com and the community records.org. They have the record too. And then um I feel like I'm I'm trying to get better at promoting my Patreon. I've got a Patreon too. Yes. Yeah. So so for anybody that is interested in uh I do a lot of like um custom playlist stuff. I do a monthly cover. I um it's just a really cool place for me to connect with people that connect with the project and mm-hmm. merch drops and discount codes and specialty merch for patrons. That's been a really fun thing for me during cool. the best, the past couple of years. Uh, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. I think you've, you've covered all the bases out here today. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, thank you so much, Roz. You're, amazing and i am really looking forward to uh this album coming out and uh just everything that you have next for you it's it's just uh always wonderful to get to talk to you and um you know what you do to represent our city so well uh and always and i just uh want to let you know that that doesn't go unnoticed obviously and um just want to thank you for that so yeah, I appreciate your time and uh, everyone please go and support Nova One and and everything that Roz is doing. Hey, thank you so much. And and I also want to say too that I uh likewise to you, you know, I think that you have created this really wonderful platform to bring folks like me on to talk about all of our stuff that we're doing and the way that you highlight people in the community and you've got your own label going on and, you know, playing all the shows that you're playing. And um, I think that uh, the city's really lucky to have you doing your thing here. Oh, cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I feel that uh, way. I do. It means a lot. So uh, yeah. Well, thanks so much, Roz. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Sometimes I cry when I think about the way I treat Sometimes I cry when I think about the way I thought I was loving. You told me you loved me, you gave me your dress. I squashed it like a bird.